0: it doesn't like spaces. That's part of the problem. I don't know. Or maybe it just doesn't like the first time I tell it to join every time. All right, gentlemen, are we ready?
1: This is the way. Let's
0: do it. I've spoken. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray, and I'm joined this week by... The one true Ben. And... Mike and uh, it's an Xmas miracle. We we got one more episode in. We're going to talk about Mandalorian season two. Um, theoretically, this episode's coming out coming out on on uh, Xmas too. So no one's going to listen to it.
1: How <laughs> people listen to it? I mean, so, you know,
0: just... the rule of content creation is that Christmas is the is the day that, is, is the day where where uh, videos, podcasts, etc. go to die. Um, <laughs> yes. But we're going to buck the trends.
1: Right, because life day.
0: Yes. And heck, we did an episode about that once upon a time.
1: Once upon a time. You'll need to link that. Long time ago. ago, In a galaxy far, far far, far away that everyone would like to forget, at least for that moment.
0: Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir.
2: I mean, I think the train wreck music. So
0: right. I agree. It it's it is. I don't want to
2: forget it. I want to. Re- I I treasure that ridiculous. It's a
0: beautiful madness.
2: And by the way, the fact that George Lucas wants it to not exist makes it even more
0: satisfying. Right, just that much better. It also started the uh, the tradition of me getting Ethan to watch really, really bad things with me <laughs> for this podcast. There you go. Uh, so. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Mando, season two. Um, Spoilers? I mean, th- theoretically, we would have signal boosts. Do we have any signal boosts? Because I actually don't really have anything today. Um, but I'm not taking that off the table for anyone else.
1: I I don't have anything that's been going on right now. Uh,
0: I
2: started watching Russian Doll on Netflix. That's a pretty good show. Russian, Russian Doll
1: tell us okay. more
2: Oh, it's um it's it's uh, the premise is there's this uh th- this woman has her 36th birthday party and there's like a groundhog day scenario where she although instead of, it's it's not just repeating the day it's it's specifically dying repeating so it's it's a little it's a little different it's it's cuz it starts out that way it's like you know bill murray just eventually st- starts killing himself because he's just so sick of the day <laughs> um it's weird and unique and uh there's a twist about halfway through that's so apparently it's getting another season because when i i just got around to watch i was trying to watch it and it has one of those messages that uh, is now ubiquitous on successful netflix series which is it's official
0: there's another season (laughs) oh man so spoiler um laser sword laser swords uh one one just very brief aside before we all go ahead and and start this um start the geeking yeah um I think it was really hilarious that um the uh that that news uh came out um that Henry Cavill was injured and they had to uh and they had to delay uh shooting on uh season two of The Witcher, which have we talked about The Witcher? We should talk about The Witcher at some point. But anyway, um they the the, the, the same week that Cyberpunk came out. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right and at some point is
1: yeah at some point is he going man i cannot believe i wasted all that time or is he going yes
0: i got to play it well here's the, it 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 here's the thing mm-hmm. it is a bit of a beautiful mess at the moment yeah. it if you have a high spec pc you can play it and it only and it only it, like it doesn't have game breaking bugs it has bugs that that tear you out of the immersion like there's this one uh, roundabout where um people uh people going around in that roundabout will um all drive into the uh the guardrail and destroy their cars It's kind of fun to watch um oh yay, they fixed they 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 sorry they also just pat they just released a very quick patch that mm-hmm. um, removes the eight megabyte file save file size limit that will uh that can cause your game to corrupt if you go around collecting everything like I have been doing so that's good. Um, sorry. Just noticed that because there's there's a patch notes up. But anyhow, yeah, it's funny that Henry Cavill's like, ah, I'm injured. Nobody come into my trailer. Here. <laughs> I don't know. He may actually have been injured, but the timing was awfully suspect. It's all unfair. Right, kind of sus. And you know, I'm having fun playing the game. I like it I, I recognize that it could that it could and should be better, but I'm enjoying it. So. right, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. It's an Nexus miracle. We're going to talk about Mandalorian season two. That's right, that's right, man. It so shouldn't talk-
2: have to be said, but massive spoilers right. ensue like immediately. All right, right. Yeah. watch it if you haven't.
0: Um, yeah, we, we could we should try to maintain our, our we, we haven't done an, a full fledged review of anything in a while, but we should try to maintain our our basic thing, which is talk about it a little bit without spoilers first.
2: All right, we did kind of blow through the um spoiler slash uh, signal yeah. boost portion. so why don't we say here in about fifteen
0: minutes get into the territory? Is I think good? I think that's fair. So yeah. um it like Mandalorian pr- continues to be uh, not a disappointment uh, from Disney's acquisition of uh, Star Wars mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it's the best I think it's the
2: best uh probably. Probably the best content that's Star Wars content that's been put out since Disney acquired Star Wars, to be honest. This is yeah. true,
1: with the exception of Rogue One, um, you know, nothing else really comes close to it. No, I concur. Uh, even Solo was only Iron Fist good uh, by. Concur. Yeah, you know,
2: I recently rewatched that um, and, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of get into the mood for uh, GMing Star Wars Edge of the Empire because, you know, criminal syndicates and double crosses and heists and whatnot. I figured it was apropos. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it was... I enjoyed it. It was fun, like... It didn't, you know, I didn't watch it and have a wildly different opinion on it, but uh, mm-hmm. I rewatched it. I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, this is good, but it's not like, it's not remarkable. It's not like right. that memorable, you know? Right. And yeah, uh, I was just like, you know, and then considering it's, uh-huh. you know, considering it's focused around Han Solo, who is like arguably the best Star Wars character ever,
0: um, you know, <laughs> that's kind of. It's it's, you know, it's a movie that you watched and. And at the end of it, you said, yep, that definitely was a Star Wars movie. That was a fun movie right. that
2: had Star Warsy things, but that was about it. Yeah, well, the right. other thing too, right, is that here's the thing, is I applied the whole test where it was like, okay, could this, um, I applied the test where it's like, okay, this could be, well, I don't know, it's interesting because Rogue One is kind of, I don't know. Rogue One is, is kind of similar, but kind of not in this sense. But I had the test of okay, you could strip all of the Star Wars trappings of this, and it would still be the same movie essentially, and it could be you know mm-hmm. um, almost as good, or could be better in some ways if it wasn't weighed down by the Star Wars stuff that it obligatorily had to do. had to do, right? Uh-huh. And that's the thing is it's hard for me to be for me to really make that analysis because I'm I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so obviously I'm biased. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm I don't know I'm not quite clear like. In some ways, I feel like it could have been a better movie without the Star Wars stuff. Um, right, it had to do, but then again, it also might have been a forgettable movie that I wouldn't have paid any attention to. Keep in mind, Wars we're
0: still Star talking Wars. about Solo at the moment. Uh, right. One, one thing, one, and I will go back to what we said about Solo during the during the the episode that I think that we talked about it in, because I know we've talked about it a couple times. Right, right. Uh, I, I would I would kill for Orlando Lando miniseries with yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Glover. So,
2: yeah, yeah, that would be that would be pretty legit. Right. I, I guess to get back on topic on *Mando*, like, um, I don't, I feel like *Mandalorian* does a great job of being a show that a non-Star Wars fan would also love, but also mm-hmm. kind of does need to be Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think you know that's the distinction. in mm-hmm. um, season two, you see this even more. Without getting into spoilers, I can mm-hmm. say that um, there's a lot of stuff in season two where it will reference um it will reference other like movies, other stuff or series yeah. or whatever in characters and stuff and there's context that if you're not a huge fan if you've just seen the movies and that's it like you, you can enjoy it on one level but the people that are more diehard fans like me that have seen all the series stuff and know all the mm-hmm. all the context and everything you appreciate it on a whole nother level and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a cheap cameo or whatever mm-hmm. it's like actual layered interesting stuff that affects characters motivations and presentation stuff it's yeah. not like in a one where it's like oh hey look and i love rogue one but i mean come on this was gratuitous it's like oh look hey it's those two people from that accosted luke in the cantina remember them kids and it right. like, had nothing to do with anything <laughs> you know
0: yeah.
1: so and yeah, that's i think the thing that mando Papa Bonda
0: and dr evison by the way yeah those are yeah. the
1: two uh- and <laughs> the, the I, I like about mando uh that the i think the originals uh, the or the uh the sequel trilogy missed is you know the sequel trilogy is like oh yeah there's we're gonna do this whole new thing this is, you know completely different. Mando goes hey yeah the empire you know the the uh, the Death Star blew up and the rebels won it's new Republic and it just it picks up so directly from that you get that same feel and it's not you know when when someone does show up from something else you know from somewhere before they have a specific reason for that a specific meaning to their uh, you know they're there for a for a reason
2: well i think a lot of it too is that like it feels more connected not just in the chronological sense but in the like in like the tone and cinematography and stuff because it has that gritty lived in post-war feel as opposed to just like hey, everything is slick and uh everything looks so good because hey look kids it's this you know we've got all this new tech and everything it's like i don't know like it's weird because um, I watched the the Disney Gallery series where they you know go over mm-hmm. season and stuff, and all the behind the scenes stuff, and I mean obviously very well produced, very good, and has those high tech stuff. But it's like it's it's the best kind of special effects where you don't notice the effect; it just makes the storytelling work.
1: Right, and and like I said, it's it's got that tone. It's got a it's got a consistent tone all the way through. And I think what makes Mo- Mando so Mandalorian so um, appealing is the same thing that as you know that I think you might agree that made Han Solo so appealing. He's a he's a, a character. Yeah, he's a he's a hero. He's morally questionable in a lot of ways. Right. But at the end of the day, he's still trying to do the right thing. He's still a decent, you know, he's still a decent
2: Well the other thing is the is the is the character development. You can actually see a like a there's a very, you know, like deliberate
1: character arc going on. Right. And we see a lot of that in...
2: And it's like um, you know uh, Han Solo had done more sometimes had done morally questionable things but for a good reason cause exactly. and you see the same thing with mando where it's like you know um mm-hmm. he's you know associating with you know <laughs> questionable people know. and just yeah and you know and just uh ice and fools like it's going out of style not really caring but mm-hmm. he, he doesn't uh, he's not like a psycho or anything he doesn't just like do it for its own sake it's always right. you know it's always for mm-hmm. some reason he's on a job or he's trying to protect uh the child aka yoda yeah
1: and the other thing about this is that you know when he he, yeah he has a code and it is it's referenced in you know it traps him sometimes
0: until it doesn't but that's spoilery
2: yeah without getting into uh specific spoilers you can say that in season two it does go into more um it explores the themes of his code and what it Mm -hmm. means to him and like questions Mm -hmm. of priority stuff and that's part of Developments mm-hmm. too
1: right mm-hmm. but even still some of it he still sticks to you know like the mandalorian keeps his word if he's at a contract you know
2: well that's an interesting thing about uh i think a lot you see in a lot of the characters some old some new in season two is uh, a lot of a lot of how the characters like how like what their experiences are how where they've been how they're Mm -hmm. raised or whatever and kind of see how that affects what the decisions they make and how they interact with character right
1: yeah and the other thing here is that we see some Chekhov's you know Chekhov's uh gimmicks Chekhov's disruptor rifle yeah and uh you know don't want to say too much but you know we see some some Chekhov's props that come into play in a surprising way you're going i did coming
2: i think it did a very good season two did a very good job of uh like having things develop that are maybe unexpected but don't seem like mm. implausible you know right like you're surprised but you're not like surprised in the sense of oh come on like that's completely arbitrary how could that yeah. like it that's, actually that's makes good. sense in the context of the story they're telling and the characters right. involved stuff. right
1: yeah and it, the weird thing is I mean, episode two seemed to drag a little, but it suddenly pays off towards the end of the season.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll get into that spoiler territory, but um episode two which is chapter 10 because it's eight chapters or episodes Mm -hmm. um i think that was the weakest one of the season and possibly of the entire series right um although it's still i mean it's still good which goes to show the quality of the show that even i in my opinion its weakest Mm -hmm. episode is like you know better than most stuff
1: (laughs) right even its weakest episode is better than iron fist yeah (laughs) i mean in terms of advancing the story mm, and you know but yeah it's
2: um yeah i think it, it suffered a bit from what i like to call episode one syndrome which is uh yes this is a thing that happened but it could have easily been like covered in like an opening crawl Like you didn't need to mm-hmm. dedicate this time and resources to showing right. like, this thing happening exactly so any other thoughts neil
0: Uh no i think you guys pretty well covered it all so ready to uh shift gears into spoiler town yes let there be spoilers
1: okay so we had guest stars galore
0: this year this season mm-hmm.
1: and, i mean and they did something similar to what they did in season one is that most of the guest stars showed up in the finale
0: yeah um to go to what uh mike was talking about earlier mm-hmm. i have i had never heard of bo but then oh, i didn't watch rebels the clone wars the clone or War. rebels or whatever
2: yeah, the uh, the character shows up in both series. Actually, the the initial mm-hmm. story and stuff and how it gets into the, the lore behind like Mandalore and the Dark and all that is Clone Wars. But then it, it uh, there's there's more stuff that occurs in Rebels. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely both uh, worth watching. Great shows. That's part of the context I was talking. Right.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it it picked that up so well. Oh, by the way, I didn't
2: um, I didn't realize at the time, um, but apparently uh, Katie Sackhoff, who plays Bo-Katan, that's actually the voice for the character, too. Exactly. So that's, that's a nice pretty touch. Cool, right? Yeah. So it's just one of those happy coincidences that she it was mm-hmm. totally capable of the, you know, pulling off good sci-fi mm-hmm. or, you know, space fantasy, whatever you call it uh stuff being a big Mm -hmm. star for Battlestar galactica
1: right so interesting thing uh episode two chapter 10 weakest one in the series directed by the same guy who did
2: oh yes yes i know right peyton reed (laughs) the guy who did the finale which
0: which was fantastic yeah yeah i
2: I was going through that because i wanted to make a note of who directed what because i thought that's one of them i've got the wikipedia
0: page up right now right um is that
2: it has all these you know all these different um, talented directors. Um, mm-hmm. so you get different spins on stuff. But yeah, really? that, I noticed that too. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. I right? I'll consider it a wash and just say that <laughs> I'll just consider him middle of the back since it's probably like in my Is book. The wash? Worst. Was he legal <laughs> wind or what? Uh, was, but um okay. Um, bad, might bad be a star. Spear with his name
1: on it. Look out. Right. <laughs> but okay. So and i you're, think you're now, booming out a little bit
0: there, Ben. Uh, is it too loud or yeah like you're 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 yeah, hitting the right. top end of your of your waveform
1: all right is this is a little better yeah okay
0: well, sorry like
1: a little further away um so yeah and, and the thing is, is i think that speaks to his talent because he took what i think was the weakest script and at least made it decent mm-hmm yeah, that's the thing is
2: there's the distinction between um, writing and directing. So he may have directed it, but he
1: didn't write it.
0: Right. Favreau wrote most of it. Now, Favreau is- wrote everything except for episode 13 and episode 15. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So episode 13, as Dave... That was the me- one with
0: with uh the, the jedi. jedi yeah
1: yeah dave filoni's fingerprints all over yeah which uh, you know
2: he kind of has to be
1: mm-hmm. right so that but you know going starting going with the the heiress episode three this is where i mean this is where this one really took off and paid put paid to the you know paid off everything we saw in uh in the marshall in the past right the marshal i mean taking them in order the marshal is some serious I mean
2: it's it's a really fucking good episode too what a what a way to start the season good lord right and i'm just i'm a huge timothy oliphant fan so to see him be a marshal and then rock right. the that armor
1: was so amazing uh-huh. exactly um yeah and and then Okay, so this is a good, you know, Favreau's direction when he takes that helmet off and then just stop I mean, everything in him going, you know, defiler, unclean. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. It's like, um, you know, and it just he starts to finally get better about it and sees in episode three. This, well, yeah, he
1: does. He does. He's but, like,
0: uh, Bo Katan is like, bitch. I'm like the queen of the Mandalorians. Right? I can take off my damned helmet.
1: Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves because they—they getting ahead of ourselves because there's some things. I want to that I, but i want to lay some of that groundwork so the marshal lays the groundwork you know uh boba fett's armor somebody got it mm-hmm. and you know we see we also see why people you know think the mandalorians uh are you know are such badass they fucking crate dragon man the other thing i loved about the Marshall is that it showed the sand people as an actual culture. AKA I'm, the Tuscan Raiders, the official right? name. Sand people is just the moniker that yeah. you know others gave them. The, the Tus- mm-hmm. And I, I prefer to I kind of want to go with the Tuscan because Raiders like they do more than raid. But yeah the Tuscan they,
0: they do primarily act as, as as raiding parties. Like that's that's one of the ways they right that's 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 one of the cornerstones of their I feel like this is kind of
2: a Viking scenario where there may be a lot of like concept. There may be a lot of conceptions about them, and there may be some things that are not accurate. But overall, the gist mm-hmm. is accurate. They are a very yeah.
1: warlike, hostile yeah. people. <laughs> but it, it pays. It pays to a lot of what we saw in the where he negotiated. um, and then we right. start to see that all that grunting is an actual. Yep. Um. You know there, and he knows it. He can speak it. Yeah.
0: That apparently are that apparently uh. Yeah, he speaks, which is like, okay. Right? Din um, Jared. He speaks Tuscan. Yeah. It's and like, Hut. Yeah. Uh, and... Well, the Hut is understandable because he's a
2: bounty
1: hunter. Yeah. And, right. And, and, you know, dealing well, yeah. with Huts all the time. but He understands their culture. I'd love to. But then we see Boba Fett's on, mm-hmm. you know, and him getting. <gasps> Uh, you know, and I love that, you know, that basic, it was a deal that was made, struck and done, you know, and, and they were good with, uh, yep. and then Marshall's
0: like, I really don't want to give you this armor, but damn, if you didn't, you know, help me yep. kill a crate dragon and broker peace between my town and the Raiders. So, right. Yeah, I, just... I guess you earned it. It's, right interesting see...
2: things going on there like right. first of all i mean the marshal like you can tell like you know um mm-hmm. he's someone who takes his job seriously and doesn't lose sight of what what is his job his job is to mm-hmm. uh protect the people and so the the armor is just a means to that end yeah. it's not like he's getting off on having this armor or like right. trying to like intimidate people because he has the armor he just has the armor to keep his ass alive because yeah. being a marshal in an outer rim world is one of the most deadly high turnover rate jobs in existence but yeah. hey
0: you know this armor is made out of beskar which is apparently impenetrable god metal so just about, um, plot
1: it is literally plot armor <laughs> yeah it is plot armor so you know we we see that and we and so we also see play the Groundwork in what was presumably at the end of the episode. Fett, watching Jar and move, you know, go. Well, on. Knew, a Great reveal. You
0: could tell it was Boba Fett too because it looked. He looked just like every other member of the clone army.
1: This is true, only with this, you know, because he was played by with a, it's more of Arson. Yeah,
0: but with a bunch of fucking scars all over him. Right. Right. And no hair. Yeah.
1: So okay, so you know, we see that. And then the uh the passenger so the passenger, yeah, that was like uh, the arguably
0: the- coming back to it again. Uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: um yeah. you know we get back Argu- arguably the weakest uh of them. Uh we see the uh you know, we see the Cantina, uh we see Dr. Mandible, um, and you know, we get the whole okay, you know, you've got to go here. And this is where we start to see the influence of the new republic out of Because the-
0: uh, there's a couple X wings patrolling and he just he runs from them i mean i guess it makes sense
1: well he does try everything he can to not get caught up in there you know in the, like oh uh, yeah it's a pre-republic you know it's a pre-republic uh,
0: or pre-empire ship
1: you know um yeah he tries everything he can to avoid you know getting you know getting up on their radar once he does yeah he does and he pretty much gets away it's what he runs into on the ground that fucks him up yeah. you know and this is where we meet you know the mom and the whole the whole eating the eggs thing
2: um i love how she's credited officially as the frog lady. the frog lady right <laughs> that is actually her character's name
1: and i guess she actually did the did the voice um and the other thing that's really cool about this is she you know she knows how to uh, she knows how to uh
0: wires a droid.
1: Yeah, Hotwire's, yeah, she rewired it <laughs>
0: uh, you know, to to translate for her.
1: Um you know, her only lines in it, but you know, uh but yeah, and of course we see those fucking spider things. I have no idea what those are, but those are the things the same things that are trees on Dagobah, uh right? I don't know. Don't they become the, uh, anyway, but yeah, the important thing there is, you know, they go, Oh, Hey, you know, we found you, but you did us, you did us a solid and
0: you, you know, you contributed to the capture of many people and you tried to keep that one guy alive. Right. I can't remember. He, he failed to keep that one guy alive. Right. He failed to, because the psycho Twi'lek, uh, put a knife in him
1: um yeah but, but yeah um he did his best you know he tried well and then single-handedly
2: uh to apprehended capture. everyone else yeah right. so, except for the, of the except
0: for the Twi'lek who he killed exactly with uh x-wings yeah it's like... <laughs> might have been the same guys <laughs> yeah, right honestly <laughs> probably was yeah,
1: you know, and it's like you know. Well, just, to, just to
2: be just to be clear, when you say the twilik you mean the one the prisoner the that got busted because the there is a yeah. the female Twillic who right. was yeah, no. part of the girl the, one, the one
0: they the one they busted out
1: right the exactly brother, the one he got paid for yeah,
0: yeah because he made a deal mm-hmm. to right. get him out which he did and he so him. he did no. <laughs> and then got yeah. them and then and as soon as he completed his job he's like oh yeah by the way you're all dead right so yeah it is just like you know it, it was you know
1: the victim you know it was dinjarin with mm-hmm. the x wing on the space yep <laughs> you
2: know well what i really like about that was my favorite aspect so uh one of my favorite aspect of that episode by the way is um mm-hmm. just the whole like um interaction between the new republic um people mm-hmm. and Den. the end because like um there's a lot of like harsh realities of like survival mm-hmm. and fringe life and stuff and it was more about just like all right well we don't have the resources to fucking like you know like park an right. x-wing and hand out a parking ticket every time you know <laughs> like <laughs> we we got bigger fish to fry and you're being an honorable dude and helped us out so we're just gonna go on our way
1: right you've done us a solid brother so yeah and that's the thing is that whole you know like you know what we're we're flexible. We're good. Uh,
2: by the way, I also think that serves as a good distinction, a good contrast to how the empire does things. Because how the empire would do things is, is our like our word is law, and the law is the law, and it doesn't matter if it's just or not or whatever. Just, mm-hmm. every, there's no discretion. We all just it's a top-down tyrannical thing. There isn't any room for discretion. If yeah, we don't, right. if we don't enforce the iron will, then we might get killed. So we're gonna do it every time with extreme right. prejudice. Whereas right. this time it was like, okay, well I'm gonna use my own judgment and mm-hmm. be a decent person and just right. make, sense, make a make a ruling that makes sense you know right and so. this pays
1: off yeah and that pays off later on so then
0: we get to the heiress and Boba Fett, bo-katan the queen of the mandalorians princess the mandalorian. of the mandalorian. well princess the the, yeah. the 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 presumptive queen of the mandalorian right
1: right
0: heir so, apparent right and that's and why this, she's called the heiress
1: right so this is where we start to see that that change you were talking about Mike. Uh, when she tells him oh yeah you're part of a religious you know a sect of religious zealots."
2: yeah it's like oh (laughs) bt dubs you didn't know like this is actually just like a small group within the overall like he he just thought that's what mandalorians were you know yeah right way of doing things without ever taking off the helmet and the way and all
1: right exactly uh so yeah we start to see that hey you know what there is mandalorians and are all this homogenous thing you know just like there's real culture there which means there are different bits and and babs us. so that we yeah, that was awesome that was amazing
0: and also they did that as a way to unretcon a retcon of a retcon <laughs> well i mean because, that's star wars for you yeah because yeah, like we're
1: kind of like breaking 16 walls here go ahead yeah so so, <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. okay
0: so mandalorian society um was like throwing like throwing away everything from from uh from legend um we've already seen we had already seen mandalorians without helmets in, uh, in 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 the form of Bo-Katan. Uh we had never had it established any anywhere in any lore legends or otherwise that Mandalorians don't take off their helmets. And then that becomes this whole big thing in season one. So they have to they had to come up with some sort of explanation in season two. So right. it's like because they were like, well, wait, um you can't take off your helmet. But what about all those people in that one show that took off their helmets and were Mandalorians? And ah, oh, my brain hurts. Well, um, I mean,
2: I would give I would give them a little more credit and just assume that that was always going to case. Yeah. Like I don't. Uh, that would be pretty short-sighted to be like, oh well, you know, he can right. never take off his helmets, and then we have a bit of a problem. I don't feel. I, I don't
0: know. I, I feel. I feel less. I feel less in, inclined to uh, to offer understanding and latitude but that's because i'm growing more and more cynical in my old age when it comes to star wars so so uh well
2: i would i would argue that since george lucas only consulted on it the odds uh decrease significantly that it mm-hmm. was one of those like oh no we must retcon the thing
0: well you know it also it also gives an easy out for i for why the hell is there this whole Never take off your helmet thing, which which really bothered the ab the, the really, really, really bothered me in season one. Like See, I, I,
2: like... I I disagree completely. I think it actually um makes the show. And the vibe of the show kind of work. Like I think the exception being taking off the helmet when it's absolutely, positively necessary, like seeing the medical. Right. right. In, this, in this season, whenever he has to do the face scan thing at the base later on. Like, yeah. like, right. I, I just feel like the show works a lot better when the character the, the character is the armor in some yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I, I, I get, work. I
0: get that, but I but it, it irked me nonetheless. Right. Like having him decide he never wants to take off his armor, I'm okay with, but Right. having there be some cultural reason why he doesn't it frustrates me
1: well i think that i you know i, I think that was a you know, it, to me it was a minor enough point you know in, in that they make it a such a point that it becomes part of his character growth that he changed growing yep um,
0: cuz spoiler alert he takes off his hat at the end to say goodbye to grogu right which I mean, not- he needed he it needed a name you couldn't call it baby yoda forever (laughs) yeah that was another development is actually getting a name for the child
2: yeah not sure
0: how i feel about grogu but you know whatever it's
2: a name i mean it's star warsy and it's not yeah. too many syllables so, so right.
1: yeah so so the heiress i mean to, to kind of get back to the structure of that episode the heiress mm-hmm. pays off on so many levels. because first of all you know he finds out there are the mandalorians he finds out there's not a way you know there are other ways um but also we start to see a lot more about the empire i mean we start to see there's still people out there who were fanatically devoted to the empire mm-hmm. to the point where the one officer who actually plays in uh the hbo or the amazon series Bosch, um is uh you know basically willing to shoot his own men
0: you know no one expects the imperial inquisition Our main <laughs> weapons are fear surprise and an almost a fanatical devotion to the empire exactly
1: uh you know and so we we start to see and they're willing to destroy that ship that and that
2: and of course the quintessential uh suicide so they're not captured and tortured or mm, executed exactly. and snappy make- uniforms
1: yeah
0: and uniforms. <laughs> But, well, in
2: season one, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, there was like Moff Gideon was Moff Gideon, but you didn't really have as much of a picture of like the right. the Imperials as an organization itself. It was just kind of like, okay, well, there's these people that are like, you know, um, de facto warlords that were these kind of, but in season right. two, it's very much, no, there's actually... There's very much an empire that's trying to regain, you know, right. its foothold through any means necessary. So
1: here's my th- here's my fan. The client Werner Herzog was basically trying to be imperial by providing the tr- and that's an interesting th- theory. Well, I mean, when you think about it, he hires Mando to find the baby to you know, find. Gra- um, he doesn't just immediately turn him over, and he has the scientist. Everything that happened with him ended up in Moff. But we don't see any direct. We don't see the same level of you know of imperial spit and polish uh, on. Uh, I mean those are basically
2: <laughs> that's
1: true. Um, you know, and his his opera nowhere near uh, that. Plus, there was an imperial base on Navarre, an opera right. you know, petty warlord town. It's a
2: good point. That's it's probably a pretty good theory because you'd think <laughs> if he was there, he'd be associated with that base
1: in some way. Right, exactly. So, you know, either that or he was undercover, but I'm still thinking that I, I like this other theory more is he, you know, he's some disgraced uh, imperial you know bureaucrat trying to you know governor or something trying to warm his way back in to Moff Gideon good grace because the client was nowhere near as fanatic empire uh Mm -hmm. you know as as uh, Gideon so Eris you know the Eris shows also that there is something else going on there are other Mandalorians on there there is a fight to reclaim Mandalore and it also you know brings Thrawn uh you know the existence of Thrawn into this cinematic as well as being
0: canon well I mean they Thrawn isn't officially named until, uh, until the episode yeah, a Jedi, a Jedi. Yeah. A
1: Jedi. Okay. That's right. No, he, no, oh, she, yeah, Bo-Katan was looking for the dark.
0: Savior. Yeah, no, she was looking for the dark savior, which had already been established in, had already been reestablished in canon outside of books. Because right. Thrawn had also been re-canonized in official canon books. Rebels.
1: Yeah. He'd been, he'd also been uh, canonized in Rebels. Oh, I
0: haven't seen Rebels. So, okay. Um, yeah. yeah he, he
1: Chronologically, showed. I think is, I, I want to
2: say the, i want to say the Thrawn book came out first right not a hundred percent but
1: anyway okay so we have the heiress i I am
0: honestly quite looking forward to uh to grand admiral Thrawn um in some live action thing at some point yeah Thrawn was so was just such a fantastic villain
2: if anyone can pull it off um you know it's favreau and company i mean with yeah and Filoni, yeah the, big the, the two f's
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is funny <laughs> <The> <laughs> team I, team right <laughs> so okay so by now we're starting to get a little momentum and then we come to thus because the heiress also shows him leaving with uh you know a the razor crest being repaired by a calamari in a jc penny sweater uh, <laughs> <laughs> But what I find so funny is that, like, the
2: Mon Calamari are known for these really nice ships, and then it happens to be a Mon Calamari that does the quote-unquote repairs that's just a total crap job. Right? Well, I, and, I
0: don't think it was so much a crap job as it's like, you paid me, this is what you, oh, get, you get for what your money. Paid for. <laughs> right,
2: yeah. yeah. You gave me five, I gave three. you a
0: thousand credits. So it like, was a
2: really good job for that budget. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's right. it that way. <laughs> He's like, I gave you a thousand credits, and, and I wanted the Mon Calamari to be like, yeah, and you also brought me a pile of scrap, right? Yeah, you want to it a flies way. now, and it's airtight and can go to hyperspace, and it only costs you a thousand credits, bitch, right?
1: Because <laughs> yeah, by the end of the passenger, the only pl- part of that thing that's pressurized is the is the cockpit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you know, you see him, you know, flying along, he's like, you know. A dumb- <laughs> Uh, floating junk, you know, junk pile, and I yeah. love that. You know, when he lands at the at the beginning there, he's just like rip, it drops off into the water, and they have to use the uh, the you know the crane to pull him which, out,
0: which was a modified ATAT, by yeah, the
1: way, exactly one of the many many you know uh, Easter eggs of that type of thing. So we get mm-hmm. to the siege, and the action starts to pick up, and we're coming back to Navarro. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got um, we, we've got we we see
0: grief um, target and card. Do it again. Right. And the uh cargo, sorry.
1: Yeah, grief carga. And then um the blue guy for the first episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, the
1: blue guy. Nobody remembers his name, the blue guy. Right.
0: Yeah, and the little when
1: he first sees him. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, he's like he almost pissed himself. Um and man, this is like this episode was one long action, you know. I mean from in fact, the blue
0: guy doesn't have a name. He is a mithril, but that is Oh, Mithral! That—that oh, that is his yeah, just, species. This
2: idea species, yeah,
0: right. He's um, a Mithral, but he doesn't have a name. That is how little he matters. Right?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, but we, you know, we we kind of get, uh, yeah, and then we got, you know, we got, we have, uh, we have Grog stealing blue Macaroons, uh, <laughs>
0: macarons. Huh? Macaroons are a different cookie. Well, macarons, whatever. Um, No, like, it's actually, like, macaroons are made out of, uh, are are made out of toasted coconut. Macarons are made out of, uh, out of flour and egg. Right. Like, they're completely different cookies. Right. Well, anyways. And and then there's a, guy in france called macron just to th- just to complicate things even further <laughs> yeah
1: it's a french cookie you never can catch it because it's always retreating so anyways um they're <laughs> making sentence with him eating both types of cookies that would be
2: very right. Yeah.
1: so anyways so this one i mean after a certain point it becomes one long action scene, yeah you know and the myth wrong... well i mean
2: you can say that about a few different episodes in this season
1: <laughs> yeah i mean this one is oh my god i mean this one was, most
0: of the last episode's also an action scene too so true
1: now the thing i like about the thing i like about this episode is you get to see what it's like having an uh, having a, a a you know a resistance a rebel shock trooper um, you know, with you on a group because they do things like they will shoot somebody and they will keep the gun on them to make sure they're dead, <laughs> you know, or um, you know, and they will aim, they shoot. I mean, they use actual tactic. It's pretty cool. Instead you know, of all just
2: lining up in a hallway and hoping for the best.
1: Exactly. I mean, they take cover. My God, go figure. Uh, so you know, um, but yeah, and then, so to me, one of the best moments in that whole one and that whole thing was when he gets to the top. And he's ready to you know, he's getting ready to to uh, jet back. And he does that run and just you can tell he's been practicing with this thing because he doesn't jump into the air, he runs. Triggers the jets and takes off level.
2: That's another thing I love uh about it is um you get to see him be a badass with the jetpack more, which you don't get as much of. For oh, yeah,
0: I know. End. Well, it's because he only got the jetpack at the last, at the end of, uh, right. at the end of the thing. Yeah, it's true right. Jetpack until <laughs> late in the show. I just realized that there, there is a bit of, uh there, there's a bit of, of, uh, of some things happening here. He keeps getting new gear at the end of each season. mm-hmm By the end of each season, yeah. So yeah. like, because yeah. he, you know, he got, he got the jetpack at the end of season one. Now mm-hmm. he has the dark saber at the end of season two.
1: <laughs> well, <the> season <laughs> two, he actually picked up two things. Cause he got
0: that. Yeah. He also got that Beskar spear. Yeah.
1: Right. So this one, yeah. And I love that this one, we also get to see that, you know, we got to get to see him flying like a badass, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, uh, and well, you know, I mean, doing that we, hammerhead stall at the top and coming yeah. back
0: down. Uh, it was just awesome. We got some. Honestly, we we got some of my favorite uh, jetpack flying in the first episode, where you know he flew into the mouth of a crate dragon and And then flew out again
1: right yeah that was pretty great <laughs> uh yeah flew out and detonating an explosive on the way that's just like nope. you know the ultimate I mean, that is uh
2: that is kind of um like uh like on brand considering uh you know what happened with boba fett you know i mm-hmm. feel like that was kind of a nice little mm-hmm. symmetry there you know disappearing to the ma of the beast only to emerge later triumphant right yeah.
1: And I love how the uh, in the Marshall they did the callback to how Boba Fett uh, got you know got his jetpack accidentally triggered in order to get uh you know in, every, in order to get it, to, you know, the yeah Marshall, he just smacks the, the thing back, <laughs> back, and it goes off you know and he and he goes flying <laughs> right. away. <you> know? but,
0: <laughs> but oh, they, that was that was so funny, right? Um, they also gave a plausible explanation, well, at least something of a plausible explanation for how, uh, for for how Boba Fett got out in that a crate dragon ate done at the Sarlacc.
1: Yeah, I was saying like you know, and I, that was the callback that I was started to see on that, uh, you know, in, in that one. But um, so the siege starts laying the groundwork for why the Empire is still after grogu because they see this isn't a base this isn't yeah this is an imperial base this is a lab they see the cloned the cloned bodies um and the thing is is that you know the we we find out they're not after Gro- grogu's blood for the dark troopers they're after it for something entire yeah
2: yeah there's some some implications that it's tied in the to the whole you know Snoke, right. emperor reborn situation exactly to something so that's bigger. the culmination of decades of experiment stuff right I mean, that's a fan theory is that um is that you know gideon and the other big wigs in the empire are like working for like the consciousness of the emperor that there's some evil force ghost or whatever going on and right a body to you know get put in so yeah
1: now so the next one the jedi pays off the from the end of the era this is when he finally shows up and this was like there was a movie that this was supposed to be like uh that this was supposed to be a take take from was it, um this whole episode was a take on because there were so many, t- you know, shot for shot takes that were just. Are you, are you talking about the Kill Bill inspiration,
2: the Kill Is Bill inspiration, and in the, the duel? they have uh, the um, sphere sphere and well, the sabers.
1: well there's that and there's um um yojimbo or something like that
2: yeah well that wouldn't surprise me considering you know right. so, ha- how much you know uh considering, considering the mandalorian samurai, season
0: one uh, and season two were lone wolf and cub in space
2: not only that but uh chapter four of season one when he fe- first meets Kara dune and they protect the village that's straight up seven samurai seven, it's, right?
0: yeah
1: um, um Hang On a second here i'm trying to see
0: I'm trying to find it too, but it doesn't appear to be on the Wikipedia page.
1: Right, but this is where we start with uh, Ah Ahsoka, and God, what a badass!
0: Yeah, she definitely uh, kicks a lot of ass there. Mm-hmm. I I
1: love too that um I I love how she
2: is like despite her uh, despite her like skill and power and stuff mm-hmm. that she like skulks about and fights smart, you know that she's mm-hmm. not like some of the some of the arrogant jedi and sith that are just kind of just like running out there beating their chest acting lightsabers, like yeah lightsabers blazing blazing them all the way i mean it's like yes you know forced users with lightsabers are powerful but they're not immortal either they're not invulnerable yeah i mean case in point that duel at the end like you know that could have went a different way right
1: yeah because and the thing is, is i mean and it would the the actress that they use uh for the the magistrate she's one of their uh she's one of their uh, uh dan coordinators onto L- yeah she's one of their stunt coordinators she's a she's got
0: this tremendous
1: uh martial arts you know uh background yeah the choreography on that
0: uh was amazing. yeah oh yeah she's uh mm-hmm. yeah that's uh diana lee uh in and, and yeah she's one of them she apparently like her her Wikipedia article lists primarily her as a stunt woman and martial artist. Oh yeah. An actor.
2: Mm-hmm. I loved, uh, I loved the fact that it was just such a, such a solid, well done episode that it didn't like, <clears throat> it didn't rest on its laurels by being like, Hey, look, we have Ahsoka, so mm-hmm. we don't have to work hard on this. It was like, you know, they they did the character in the episode justice, and they made it really, it was oh, just yeah. really well done. And, uh, oh man, those fucking, seeing the white sabers in live action, mm-hmm. it looks I, so I, good. It looks yeah. so fucking good. And wow. I also think Rosario Dawson did an amazing job with the character, and she just looks great for the part. Mm-hmm. That was one of those things that was leaked early on that she was going to be in season two. And there's a lot of speculation that it was going to be Ahsoka and stuff. I was yeah. glad to see that those rumors proved to be true. Cause who boy, did they pull that off? Oh yeah, they
1: did. I mean, my God. And the, the cinematography on that too, having her standing up behind somebody and, and popping both sabers so that her face is like, that's like horror movie vibes, you know? <laughs> you know it was pretty Uh, great and then yeah and then the fight at the end between her i mean between her and and the magistrate i mean the magistrate even gets you know disarms her, gets one of her lightsabers away from her oh by the way another thing i love about the episode is
2: how um um how den aka mando um Mm -hmm. uh like was talking to magistrate and stuff Mm -hmm. and it was like it was um, was there's a lot of like assumptions and implications but he never actually said that, yeah. like, you know, yeah. what he would do, like, yes, I will, you know, I will kill this person. Like, he never actually said he was going to do the thing. Right. So, therefore, he's able to lawyer his way into still being honorable. <laughs>
1: right. Because, you know, at one point he just says, my prices are high. Right. <laughs> you know, which is not him agreeing to a goddamn thing. <laughs> right. He never actually technically
2: took on the job per se. And I love it too that when he goes out there, she's just like straight on in murder mode. Cause it's like, well, yeah, like, this fucking bounty hunter guy, head to toe in scary armor, shows up. What do you think he's there to, you know? Right.
1: And yeah, and they, I mean, they give it, I mean, he goes toe to toe with a freaking Jedi. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: it's classic comic book stuff where you have two great characters uh, like encounter each other for the first time and there's a badass fight and they team up to do a badass thing, you know? Oh, Yeah. I like the it is like
1: the Mandalorians
2: and the Jedi are traditional enemies ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another really interesting thing about that is like, you know, the 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 title is almost the title's a bit of a misnomer because it's like yes, she was a she was a Jedi Padawan and she was a Jedi and she wields lightsaber, but she's actually not a Jedi. She left the order. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I liked
1: Lang was cool, Michael Bean. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. Know, was pretty great too. Point, he
1: was just like, you know what? Hey, we're of course he was totally trying to bluff Amanda. <laughs> Yeah, You know. <laughs>
0: it's like, look,
1: he, she just pays me, man. <laughs> yeah, she just pays me, looks like you side one. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, we're okay. But, I
0: mean he, he tries, yeah. <laughs> uh I, I am reminded actually, uh are like you remind me of uh of a similar thing that happens in an episode of The Venture Brothers. Except, literally, a guy's like, look, man, I, I, it's just a gig. I'm, I'm out. Because he just saw Brock Sampson kill, like, a million people in front of him, right. and he's set up to be, like, the big bad bodyguard. He's like, yo, man, this is just a paycheck. I'm out. You're good. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs>
2: that dude had, like, super deep voice, and he's just like, I'm out of here, and he just walks past me and just lets him go. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: about this is that sometimes a we get to see Ahsoka's pass come through because of Grogu's attachment. And this is also where we, the attachment, not only from Grogu to Grogu to the Mandalorian, to Mando, but also Din's attachment to him, Mm -hmm. you know, and that he understands him. You know, we see so much done in so many subtle ways. Right. You know, it's like she wants him to take the stone, you know, wants him to get him to take the stone. He's like, No, that's not gonna work. Let me take this thing that I know you <laughs> you know, um, you know, Chekhov's because he put tucks it into his pouch at the beginning of the of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just it, it pays off on so many levels. And of course she tells him, Go to that one place over there. Um, you know, have him do the thing.
2: Well, oh, tython which is the where the jedi originated thousands and thousands thousands of, people, of years ago people who played uh the old republic would recognize that because that's like the starter planet if you pick one of the jedi classes.
1: so yeah and then that oh god so much happens in that one so much comes back because that one the tragedy i mean that pays off against the guns uh you know the scene at the end of the gunslinger and uh the scene the at the end of the marshal because yep boba fish yeah bringing with him fennec shan who's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well what's it was really
2: interesting about all the boba stuff this season is that like it's like a it's like a it's like a uh uncertain bread comes, uh, breadcrumb situation where it's like at the very beginning it's like oh it's the armor but maybe that's just it and all Thank this you. stuff about boba being in season two was just wild internet rumors you know i was like oh okay well that's cool and all but i don't know yep. if boba's actually going to show up and then at the end of the episode you know he like mean mugs the camera and i'm like oh shit that's boba and i'm like but he, that may just be a wink and a nod like he may not be around for the season that may just be a hey it's official that he's alive thing right so i didn't necessarily expect him to come back i thought he might but i wasn't sure mm-hmm. so it's like one of those things where they keep upping the stakes you know yeah so i thought that was very cool where it's like okay well obviously if he's alive he wants that damn armor you know yeah so he's gonna move heaven and earth to get it <laughs> so it makes perfect sense in the yep. context
0: and he uh and, you know, they, they get to team up. It's going to be great.
1: Right. And this is where we see that.
0: Baby. Also, sorry, I, I also just want to point out, um, they show just how very dangerous, very, very deadly and dangerous uh, a gaffy stick can be. Oh, yeah. Which is the weapon of the Tuskens, because yep. um, Bullet was carrying one around, and he just straight up murders like eight or ten stormtroopers with it by beating them to death. Well the, the other club? thing about the episode
2: is uh Boba Fett doing awesome Boba Fett things. You have to realize like this is like 40 years in the making because all Boba really did in the OT was like look menacing and like pew pew a few times and not really do. Yep.
0: And well I mean he he did a little bit more in uh in in the uh in the holiday special.
2: I said the OT, not including the holiday special.
1: But yes, he was actually pretty cool.
0: Mhm. No, he built up part. his cult fo- following primarily through the books. Right. right? So yeah. mm mm-hmm.
1: Mhm. And we get to see how much of a badass Boba Fett is because, yeah, oh, I've got a rifle that, you know, fires one shot at a time, but I've got a gaffy stick, the fuckers are dead, and then I got my armor.
0: Yep. And he immediately starts doing bullshit with his armor that um, mm-hmm. that, like, the marshal figured out the missile on the, on the, on the uh, jetpack, but that was it. Right. <laughs> right. Well,
1: <laughs> the funny thing is is that Boba Fett didn't do the lean forward thing when he fired the missile.
0: I mean, he did a little bit.
1: Right. But, but yeah, and I love the, I love the fact that he's aiming, you know, it's, like, it's a good shot. I was aiming
0: at the other one. That's a, that is a, uh, that, that's a call back to, uh, to seven samurai slash magnificent seven as well. I've <laughs> never seen such a magnificent shot. But I was aiming for the horse, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but also again, this <laughs> sort of, the code of honor, you mm-hmm. know, Boba Fett agreed, you know, once the baby's safe, um, you know, in exchange for the armor, he'll he'll make sure the baby's safe because he was promising that you know he wasn't going to kill the
0: kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you know the Dark Trooper droids got away with the baby, so it's like, well, guess I'm working for you for now. Right.
2: It's interesting because like you know you didn't really, I mean, if you exclude you know the legend stuff, if you just if you're just talking about like Fett skulking around in the OT, all you know is that he's an armored bounty hunter, and you know as far mm-hmm. as you know, is just like he mm-hmm. doesn't really care how he gets the job done, it's just yeah. you know, credits and that's right. it. But He um, he's no use to me. Dead. Regardless of the. By the the... way,
0: rest in peace, the guy who originally played Boba Fett, because he died very recently. Jeremy Bullock.
2: Jeremy Bullock. The uh, the whole concept of like the whole debate of is he actually Mandalorian or not. And stuff and Mm -hmm. in a way it's like uh it's it becomes beside the point whether he's officially a mando or not because he he lives the life like you know he he put down his word and it doesn't matter how dangerous or inconvenient it is he's going to honor it even though he already got what he wanted out of he's going to honor his end of the deal right
0: he also uh you know he's he also apparently you know knows mandalorian script because his chain code is in is in mando ah I thought it was in
1: uh, I thought it was in uh, actual Arabic, but either way, it's a tale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's where we, you know, this is where we realize, oh, the Empire is so fucked because <laughs> <laughs> you've got Mando who is a badass on his own, Finnick Shand who jumps off of, ba- of a rock backwards, shooting, you know, shooting stormtroopers. <laughs> that was
2: straight up Call of Duty 360 no scope shit right there. Right? I mean, that's just like,
1: <laughs> it's like, let me show you what a badass I am. That was like um, some
2: 15 year old on Twitch with a hundred to zero
1: kd ratio right well and then there then of course when her and mando are fighting, i mean she uses him f- flat out as cover
0: <laughs> well yeah because
1: he's wearing plot armor <laughs> exactly behind I mean, is that she ain't dumb <laughs> and- oh, the whole,
2: whole indiana jones rolling boulder thing was pretty right oh god that
1: was great ah scrunch and that poor the thing i loved is that poor that that hapless guy uh the hapless nco who's trying to get his men to do- they just keep dying around him you know Dang it, guys just just go up the hill yeah just go after him yeah yeah it's like shit they're killing us um of course this is the one where the razor crest gets destroyed
0: yeah right after getting all cleaned up and happy right like, it makes sense though because i mean you you can't have dan getting away right they didn't know that uh, that Boba was on planet with Slave One. Exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Boba's was like, "Oh, the Empire. The Empire is still here. Oh, we're going back." <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was. I mean, that was that was just a great one. But then the one after that, the Believer. Man, that's the one that that's that was one of the most tense it was a really good mm-hmm. yeah because this is where we start to see you know den's um you know moral code having to be flexible to get
2: job which by the way i love that that's such a great exchange between mayfield and him is the whole like yeah your code your code right up until it's really tough and then you just do what you
1: got to do like everyone else and they, right yeah. right right until it stops working right <laughs> and you know i mean that's yeah that's great um but yeah we also get to see i mean because he's wearing that much lighter armor we get to see exactly how good a fighter a mandalorian is mm-hmm. i mean yeah i think point...
2: sometimes the choreography suffers a little bit because of the heavy armor so it's nice to see mm-hmm. him get to kind of cut loose mm-hmm. in that respect oh yeah and you know and... multiple guys
1: mm-hmm. yeah no go ahead oh, i mean that was it that was that was where yeah.
0: it was yeah they beat the heck out of a bunch of guys and they get uh, celebrated because hey you did it, good job and yeah. by the way yeah apparently it is it is in mandala uh, okay.
1: But yeah, it's like, I love the, I love the lines, like, but that's the first time you're, ex- uh, you never expect to be happy to see Imperial troops.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I think it's
2: Mayfeld, that Mayfield. Mayfeld. Mayfeld. Yeah.
1: Mayfeld. Um, but then, yeah, but also that's where we start to see some of the depth of Mayfeld. Yeah.
2: Right? That, he hasn't, man, he has an interesting dark backs.
1: Right. But in the way that one starts again, that's that whole, you know, new Republic's kind of, kind of, um, Oh, flexible you know you know yeah i'm uh reminding this guy into my custody custody he's coming with me (laughs) that droid was very i really really
0: i really feel like that was much more just cara dune being willing to be flexible
2: yeah yeah she was off
0: the reservation right they made her
1: a marshal at the end of the scene
0: i'm bending so many rules here but whatever right it's for the kid and for you
1: (laughs) right well, the thing is, is that yeah, she was not going anywhere on that until he said they took the kid, and she's right. like, "Oh, they must die now."
0: Uh, okay, all right, now, you said the right thing now. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, but we, but uh, I mean, oh God, yeah, and so we start to see what that
0: little tattoo on her cheek is about too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's in the next episode, sure. right?
1: But but the, we see that uh, was it blue the the uh, uh, the New Republic guy is like, you know, you're you're from. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, you're Alderaan. from you're from Alderaan.
1: Alderaan, thank you. Endor um, Bay, you know, and leaves that badge for her, which she's taken up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and at this one, then we also get to see Finnick Shan and Cara Dune just being badass. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Like, <clears throat>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna do the, you know we're just gonna shoot everyone. And <laughs> right. Mayfeld actually turns out to be a pretty damn good shot too, because he shoots yeah, the exploding the exploding bits. Well right. they talked about
2: they talked about how he was like a trigger man and stuff. And it's I mean, yeah, he he handled himself on the prison break mission, but I didn't see anything too crazy aside from his weird like extra arm gun thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like whatever
0: you call it. That, that really seemed to be his main trigger man gimmick was I can shoot three guns at once instead of only two. Uh- right. <laughs> but then it turned out he's actually has got
2: sniper bona fides and I thought right. that was a great little capstone of like, you know, mm. they're they're heading out of there, and then he's just like, I oh, know, fuck these guys. Like, well, because
0: <laughs> he he realized that you know, man, I was kind of a horrible person. Well, I think that was the whole reason why he wouldn't go
1: in there, because he knew that was going to happen. Right.
2: Well, it's interesting. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of people that are uh, that were, you know, in the Empire for one at one time or another that then got out like, you know, their story is very wild. You know, yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. they weren't necessarily a horrible person. They were just in that machine. And of course, Mm -hmm. you know. The galaxy at large didn't know what the Empire really was until, you know, until it was too late It specs, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was like it was it was the Republic and then it just became the Empire overnight. You know, it just reshifted or reorganized as Palpatine. A lot of these people thought they were just part of the good guys and a lot of information, you know, like it's like when the first Death Star got blown up. You know, there's all that propaganda about what it was and what happened. A lot of people didn't realize what it was, space
0: station. What yeah. it was for, and what it was gonna do. It's a, uh, it's a shame that. Uh, shame what now? Oh yeah, and no, I, I like the. It's a shame that Mayfeld died in the assault, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: okay, fuck it, I'm going. Man. I'm... Yeah.
0: For, wait, you mean I'm, I'm free to go? Right. It's like I'm gonna go if you don't stop me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: one but in this one this is where we first see mando take his helmet off for you know i mean for the kid mm-hmm. that's the thing and
0: the other like, thing about yeah, the... Damn, i'll take this helmet off right up until the up until the tragedy
1: where i go he goes is you know the this is the way
0: right
2: i i liked i really liked the rapport that kind of like um built over the episode with mayfeld and mando you know mm-hmm. um because you know there's that scene where he takes his helmet off and you know all this he um he kind of pulls a django unchained and ices that guy in the chest and shit goes mm-hmm. crazy um but um difference being he survived it right um, <laughs> the thing is you know they they have that moment where he's just like you know you never took it off i didn't see any you know i thought that was a nice yeah. moment
1: well, and him covering for man you know uh throughout that whole thing he's call brown uh <laughs> right you know um
0: because i mean Mando didn't have, uh, didn't know, didn't know his T code, but the old guy's old ISB, and he had it, and he knew what exactly.
1: Well, and and the thing is, is yeah, I mean that, and Mayfeld, you know, knew a TK code, threw one out there, and you know, it also gave the, you know, showed the the still dehumanization that the Empire was continuing. Dorm cake, you know, but yeah, and we see Mayfeld was a good shot. I mean, we yeah. see fantastic shots before he blows the, yep. you know, the whole facility.
0: Mm-hmm. He never misses, so I mean, he's already doing better than every stormtrooper well, ever. No, I
1: was going to say, no, it's no wonder he
2: couldn't, you know, continue to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> His aiming is just way Nobody too. like
0: him because he made them all look bad. I feel like there's a, there was a meme that I saw go out about uh, around somewhere where uh, it was uh, mm-hmm. stormtrooper aim during during the movies, and it's wildly everything missing everywhere. Stormtrooper aim during the Mandalorian, everything at the right at the big chest plate right (laughs) that blocks all laser fire
1: (laughs) right (laughs) yeah so yeah gets gets us to where you know and Mm -hmm. and we
0: gets us to the rescue and oh my god (laughs) so i i want to say like um the guy's like can you can you imagine how many millions of people died in the death star to which i want to be like okay yeah millions of people died they were all combatants, and the Death Star blew up Alderaan, which Ooh. was a planet right. that was that was stated to be a non-military planet. Yep, and even using conservative estimates, that planet had billions of people, which is you know yes, a yeah. thousand times a million. Well, that was the that was the
2: line in uh, in A New Hope was i it's something along the lines of um alderan's peaceful we have no weapons and you know diplomatic mission to alderan and all that stuff like it wasn't active i mean it was you know the senate hadn't been disbanded quite yet yes it it gets disbanded about five minutes later but like at the time they weren't you know it's not like they were you know, I mean, obviously there are people in Alderan that are secretly part of the Rebel Alliance, but like well, the yeah. official, the official, you know, it wasn't like officially trying to, do anything. it was just a, I mean, the, the whole reason it was a target in the first place was basically just to thumb the nose, you know, thumb their nose at uh, at Leia. Right.
0: Uh-huh. But yeah, that was, yeah, the, but, that was the height but of it. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the guy being like, how many millions of people died? I'm like, orders of magnitude, of my friend.
1: Right. But yeah. That's a thousand
0: he, orders of magnitude.
1: Right. That's what he's, you know, I saw the tear. Um, you know, which, you know, her, her, you know, that thing. And of course she just shoots his ass in the face. I mean, she's like, <laughs>
2: well, it seems comical to us with us having the, the outside perspective. Right of mm-hmm. being just the viewer and having the full picture but i i thought that was actually a really interesting exchange because you know people have their there's so many people in that machine washed so mm-hmm. many people that maybe just believe what they want to um, right or so they you know they, just, they believe whatever they do to justify you know yeah. so what you it mean, is they are.
1: or in the cantina you know you know or in the cantina i mean yeah i mean yeah that's that's the thing I, it was but then again you know, it's, it's again, you know, human human shields, uh, try to use those as human shields. And the, the Tarkin Doctrine, you know, fear, you know, is what... Fear will keep the locals...
2: I By the way, I also, I just love the juxtaposition of the words versus the actions in that exchange at the beginning. Because um, Kara, I mean, granted, you know, I mean, she's, you know, she's a badass, uh, you know... Mm-hmm former commando who current marshal who's not opposed to icing fools especially imperial fools. Mm-hmm. but she's she's there going like you know put it down we just you know, she's she's just trying to de-escalate and, like we're just here for the guy like put your right. weapons down and fuck off she wasn't there to just you know she wasn't being bloodthirsty but he was really. the one egging her on and taunting her and then just just mercilessly kills his uh crewmate because you right. know he was going along with so it's right. like he's talking a big game about like how they're ooh terrorists and this and that and what's you know but like his actual actions are the ones that are violent and coercive. whereas she is the one who's just like listen we're just doing a thing it's not personal we're not here to kill every put your fucking gun down and she right. gave him like three chances before she finally shot him
1: yeah Exactly. And yeah, I mean she yeah, she gave him every chance and shot him in the face. And I love that she actually also winged uh Pershing's ear. <laughs>
0: I missed that.
1: <laughs> well he put he's like, Oh, he's got his hand over his ear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, side of his head, like you know, he probably, you know, that may have been ricochet from the blast or what have you. But yeah, I mean she you I know, from laser or something. Exactly. You know, I don't see think we see much of that later on, but mm-hmm. still, um nice and, yeah, and Pershing at that point is like completely cooperative. It's like uh it's like Humperdinck at the end of Princess Bride, you know, sit down. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna over here and sit down, you know. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> well, I mean, he he's
0: He's a coward. He just doesn't want to die.
1: Well, okay. <laughs> I can't say he's a complete coward because when, uh, you know, when Mando comes in, in in the sin, he puts himself between him and the child, begs him not to hurt him. That's true. He's not a complete coward. I just think he's not as fanatical about it. He's not a fanatical servant of the empire.
0: He might actually liter- le- just legit be a, I can study this
1: right and you know and without but he also has some compassion some level of compassion i don't think he's just like yeah i can study this fuck what it you know what it you know whether or not it hurts or not science right yeah, we
2: don't we don't have enough uh information context right. to know what his situation of asians are mm-hmm. but right it's we did see that yeah that he wasn't he wasn't a complete coward because like he said he you know he at least doesn't want a kid just murdered
1: right and yeah. he's there even when he thought he was going to be shot you know so and i think yeah he, i think he would want to help them. uh so i mean yeah that one was and of course i love that the uh you know the um the you know slave one basically disables the ship with an ion. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
0: Well, I mean, of course, slave one would have an ion cannon because like no disintegrations. Yeah, like if, if, if admittedly, Boba probably doesn't care too much about uh, whether or not um he kills people, but you've got to have he cares about uh, the difference in the amount of credits he gets. E- exactly. For yes, <laughs> you have got to have non-lethal mm-hmm. options because mm-hmm. some people want their bounty heads alive. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you
2: do not even get the option of bringing them in dead so yeah there you
1: go (laughs) but yeah i mean and and of course they have the plan and everything but you know the thing is is that and somebody deconstructed this at one point uh as soon as they show up gideon knows that they're under attack because the yeah the empire
0: launch the tie fighters now
1: yeah because the the empire values obedience over self-preservation as soon as that ship went in you know and did not continue to put itself in danger you know so that the tie fighters could be conveniently launched he was like yep you know release the hounds and you know i'll be uh you know i'll be in the prisoner bay waiting for the confrontation at the end
0: yeah, yeah I the... he was a step ahead um, mm-hmm. i gotta say i really like how they they hyped up the dark troopers so immensely mm-hmm. and dune does in fact have a hard time with one yeah and then they all just get shot out into space and i would have loved if that if it had just stayed there but so like
1: they had rockets
2: yeah i know but yeah yeah you already knew that from the uh the tragedy
0: yeah we, we did but like it would have been really funny to be like these are, these are the big super crazy scary hyped up enemies and <laughs> and and, and, yeah. and all we're missing is a wilhelm scream. Right. Uh,
2: yeah, there would have been a hilarious uh, aspect of that, no doubt. It's kind of right. like the whole Indiana Jones, the dude swinging mm. the scimitar around 50 times and just gets shot mm. by the pistol.
1: Right. right, which is something they had choreographed out, uh, you know, and then yeah, Harrison Ford just pulls the, the pistol. Um, because
0: he was feeling, because he was like, yeah, I want to say he had like malaria or something. <laughs> right. he was just yeah, like, I'm oh, too sick. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, but then... Um, yeah, and then we, you know, we get into there and with the, with the, uh, um, you know, with the, um, the, the cell, you know, and there's, you know, there's, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's Gideon. And, you know, people are going, well, he already got what he wanted. He, you know, all these things he said. But, you know, I'm, I'm wondering how much of that was him. Cause it's ambiguous. About
0: 50%. Right. Well, not only that, but... it, it, it's, it, I think it was much more a Xanatos gambit. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he did, in fact, have everything he needed from the baby. Mm-hmm. He had already won. Now trying to do something else would just be additional icing on the proverbial cake.
1: Right, and I think really what that was was to get Mando to fight him and deliberately lose the darks.
0: Probably. Yeah, I
2: got that vibe too. That he because was, fuck you, Cara Dune. He was he was goading her. Uh, 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 well, you you mean Bo Katan?
0: Bo Katan. Yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah, he was goading he was goading
0: Mando. Fuck you, whoever, I can't remember. They all have names. Right. But yeah, he was goading.
1: And the thing is, is that, you know, he, the one thing he did not expect was fucking Luke Skywalker.
0: Yeah. That was the other thing that I did really like, which was um Luke Skywalker proceeds to walk in and single-handedly completely fucking murder. All now, on, the dark on. troopers.
2: Hold on, hold on a second. Single-handedly, <laughs>
1: uh,
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, Z- yeah, I mean,
1: he goes. Yeah, he, he <laughs> shades. It basically does a Skywalker, just like his dad did on the Rebel Troop. Yeah, <laughs> so, well,
2: I, yeah I was gonna say I've seen those uh, those scenes side <laughs> by weird. side on the internet. Right, Vader at the end of Rogue One and Luke at the end of yeah. uh, of that episode. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> showing off what what a full powered Jedi or sith can really do against underpowered enemies right and and the
1: thing is is that you know like unlike most jedi who are just seeing like you know acrobatic spin you know Ha ho ha spin parry thrust. He's like, yep, nope, 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 denied, nope, nope, you know, <laughs> just uh, you know, bouncing laser shot, you know, bouncing uh, blast, um, you know, alternating between force powers. And there at the end, you know, he comes in and is like, oh, you know, you're is like
0: crunch.
1: <laughs> just like something the man
0: wouldn't even yeah, do. Yeah, you, you guys are all droids. I really don't have to, to like hold yeah, anything here. here. <laughs> and doesn't have to hold back much because they're all
1: yeah i mean just yeah he completely uh, just waded through them and and i love the the one he throws the throws up against the uh the the um throws the the crate up and, and pins him up against the um a larger you know stacker crate, walks here, by yeah. and walks by and just slices him in half on as he's leaving yeah <laughs> you know and uh You know, of course, there was some great tactics, too, when they, you know, uh, earlier on, when they were being attacked by the stormtroopers, you know, and they get them on both sides, and you're just like, did you forget about the two Mandalorians
0: who just (laughs) the Mandos both just immediately jumped off, it looked like they just jumped off into space, because they were walking over, like, on a bridge over a force field that covers space, I'm like, that really seems like Osha would have a few words, but, um, Oh yeah, OSHA and the Empire would yeah, OSHA would be collecting.
2: Yeah, they're not a big fan of risk.
0: Yeah, not a big fan
1: of. They're not a big fan of. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, they completely yeah. But yeah, and then you know Luke just kind of walks his way through across the bridge and does it without ever losing the hood on his cloak.
0: Well, that was so that <laughs> you know you could yeah, that was so that you couldn't tell that it was you know not Mark Hamill <laughs> and yeah Yeah. i mean and the digital de-aging once again was pretty uncanny valid plus
2: you have to have the dramatic reveal right
0: Exactly. Even though, any, once you see the X-wing and a green lightsaber, you're like, "Oh, it's Luke." Right. And if you get
1: a good shot of the lightsaber, you realize that's Luke's lights. You know, and the black well, I mean, the X-wing
2: thing—it's like, okay, it's probably Luke, but we don't know for sure yet because this is a New Republic
0: era. Right. But yeah. then, when he
2: shows up, but then like green he shows up with green light. Yeah, that was I why I
0: was X-wing and green lightsaber was. Oh, it's uh, it's Red Five. Right. Or so- Rogue Two.
1: Here's the thing about that, uh, here's the thing about that particular right. scene. as you see him start walking closer you can also see Moff Gideon starting to get married. That man's
0: afraid. Well, I mean, he's the hero of the New Republic.
1: Mhm.
2: And he's basically the He's Yen the Yen
0: guy T- who who pretty much, you know, who killed the emperor as far as anyone knows. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> and probably Darth Vader too because he's not around anymore.
1: Right. Anyone
0: and- anyone who is who has access to Imperial and to the, to the remainder of the Imperial intelligence apparatus should be absolutely shitting their boots when they, uh, when they see right. Luke Skywalker, because it's like, oh. to, to quote
1: well, Gideon himself, assume I know everything.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> well, the, the best, and I mean, the simple comparison is just, okay, you know, average, like what, what a rebel, officer thinks of darth vader he thinks of luke skywalker yeah exactly like that's basically it it's the flip side to how intimidated a rebel would be of darth vader stroll
1: exactly yeah this is the darth vader of the empire you know uh to the empire and you know and he tries to kill he tries to kill Bocatan and the child and beskar uh <laughs> you know and you know i love that din just jumps right in front of it um yeah and yeah you know, it's some of this you know, it is like he doesn't want to go with you once you're permitted. well then he tr- he tries to kill himself oh yeah i love that but, to,
2: you know yeah i love that they
1: don't let him get away with that but yeah once again proving that the empire you know the empire but again uh you know again we also find that the empire has no honor you know because he goes oh yes take the child oh wait stab you in the back uh, you know um well to be
0: oh. fair
2: that may just be him
1: not necessarily well,
0: very well might just be. Yeah. Moff Gideon <laughs> has no honor.
1: Well, right. that thing is Moff Gideon is the face of the Empire. Currently, well,
0: as far as well, we know. Adeline, well, and, We've had whisperings of some, of some guy named Grand Admiral Thrawn. So. Right.
1: Yeah, presumably... I mean, but well, that's a job. That's a Socus. It's thing.
0: it's hard
2: because we blend old and new canon stuff here, but right. for everything we know up to this point mm-hmm. <clears throat> with the emperor and Darth Vader gone, mm-hmm. Grand Admiral Thrawn was basically the next biggest cheese at least in the Imperial Navy. Right. Uh, and that's how it was in the in, when the expanded universe first took off, was Grand Admiral Thrawn was running the show, like he was the head right. of the empire. Right. right.
1: But at this point we don't know where Thrawn is. Nope.
0: He's just a name, which is still a really badass Grand Admiral Thrawn. Just has that—that is a name with menace.
1: Well, and about that, uh, I know you haven't watched um, Rebels, Neil. Yeah,
0: but Rebels
1: basically ends with Thrawn's fate being very uncertain so so especially ambiguous yeah Yeah. uh because thrawn's in one other major character and their their fate is very uncertain but intertwined um so you know it's it's one of those things why you know ahsoka is looking for him for a reason not just to find him but to find someone Mm -hmm. so at this point thrawn could conceivably be way out of the picture i have a feeling though
0: that uh, they're they're not going to plant that seed and and not have it pay off though well, well
1: yeah,
2: yeah. That's, that's, given that. the track record of two well that and ahsoka gets her own cereal yeah i was yeah. gonna say that and there being about a million other and boba fett's gonna get
0: it one too because i oh, have yeah, because be after nice. after credit stinger which i actually missed uh which was why i didn't say quite as much during the non-spoilers because i was watching that um <laughs> right um and yeah it's like oh hey uh so we've got so boba fett goes back to Jabba's palace mm-hmm. kills a fat bib fortuna Mm-hmm. and it's like okay this is my palace now right and the only lines the only dialogue in there is from bib fortuna yeah it's
1: like oh, oh hey you're you're alive yeah i heard you were dead uh so many rumors and, oh, and i love a in there before he dies <laughs> yeah yeah Mabuki, my boy uh so yeah it is just like uh um...
0: did he say now did he say uh chaplumpy or not it's mcclunky mcclunky whatever
2: yeah, that's what I was saying. He he said McClunky before he got shot. Okay.
0: And I don't know what that means.
2: I, nobody knows what it means. It's just a stupid thing that, so, that was
0: added. <laughs> so so in the Disney Plus re- release of of A New Hope, before Greedo shoots 1st uh-huh. He also now says McClunky.
1: Huh. Because reason. Because reason. All right, I'm Googling that.
0: But um <clears throat> no one is quite sure why. There it's it doesn't it's not given a subtitle um it's just he says it now and then there's shootings
2: i do wonder right. about the stinger scene like <clears throat> i i wonder if uh if bobo was just being opportunistic or if it was like if it was personal for some reason
1: okay so uh, bro- uh according to what i'm seeing here mcclunky means this will be the end of you <laughs> sure sure why not yeah <laughs> That's so um, right so but anyways um so yeah and the thing is is that they do all of that No, you know or, well, or he's, getting,
2: he's getting back to his roots of not talking exactly
1: um you know and it's just like he you know and him and Finnick shan don't say where they just shoot everybody uh and like he just you know throws throws him down sits on the throne fennec goes grabs goes and grabs that bottle of blue uh uh you know prawn uh prawn milk and just
0: ego yeah she goes and, and grabs the booze yeah That's grab- my favorite
1: part of that is her like grabbing He's... that and taking a
2: swig as she like yeah. lounges like a fucking pirate with rum like that was just right so great. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: that pirate yeah that pirate route pirate right. pose is great yeah the gun up one side you know taking a slug of that shit i was just going yeah. oh yeah there's a new bad guy in town
0: and <laughs> and now we get the book of boba fett apparently <laughs> exactly so
1: yeah i mean that just awesome oh so, yeah it was no it was good and
0: and now that you've heard us talk about it you don't have to watch it yourself um but please do yeah it was good um it was very nice it, we, this is do we have it is time for final thoughts because i still have to edit this the same night as recording if i'm going if it's going to actually be an xmas miracle so,
2: so uh i'm curious what what do you guys think as far as like
1: season 1 versus 2 season 2 oh season 2 just got better because they had you know they had their yeah
0: season two wouldn't have been any good without season one though so also true right yeah
1: you know and and the way i think the way i'm looking at it the way they're they're knit out this isn't seasons this is chapter this i mean they really made it that um now season 3 I'm looking forward to cuz yeah you got Mando who doesn't give a flying you know d- doesn't give a wamper rat's ass about all of this now he's in yeah. possession of the dark saber like I didn't want this here take it I mean, he tries to give it away <laughs>
0: you know but you can't do that because apparently um yeah. apparently you know um it's uh you have to win it in combat because, yeah, of course.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like you said; it's the myth, the story. It gives it the power, right? Mando's will know, right? But yeah, I think I think season two is better than season one as well. But yeah, I definitely agree that the only reason it's possible because of all the table setting that season one did, <coughs> all the, yep. all the uh, establishing all the characters, or at least most of the characters, right? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like, uh, no, it's like uh, New Hope and Empire in that sense, where I think Empire is the superior movie, but without a New Hope, Empire would...
1: Right, because n- nothing in Empire would have made sense.
2: But yeah, I, I was very... Uh, I, I mean, I had pretty high expectations. I expected it to be really good. It was really good. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would say... I, I think it's fair to say that my expectations were surpassed and how well they pulled it. Because there were just so many moving parts, but it was so smooth at the same time. You've got the Boba Fett stuff. You've got him looking for their Mandalorian and you've got old characters mm-hmm. returning and changing and you've got new characters you've got yeah. the whole Darth trooper thing going i've got ahsoka i mean there's just so much shit that so is crammed sh- into eight episodes yeah
1: i mean so much going on with that i so much to unpack you know I, I, we didn't do de- you know we didn't do at all the uh the justice to the, the, the needs that it deserved there's true. so much we still didn't cover like you know the the various characters, the you know, everything that happened on uh, on the
0: water world. All I'm pretty the- sure that I, I'm 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 semi it was that not Moncal, no, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't
1: Moncal, it wasn't was... Moncal, Mon Mon uh, the passenger Trask thing, uh, mm.
0: because I mean, it was covered with Moncalamari and their and their squiddy friend and and their squiddy uh cohabitation people, right? but yeah, no, it's Trask. That's the moon of Trask.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, second.
2: It's kind of like how uh, Navarro, I think, uh, mm-hmm. the, the desert planet that it all starts on. It's like, you know, it, for all intents and purposes, it's, it just feels Hi, like... Hi, welcome
0: moon. to not Tatooine.
2: Right. It's like, you know, yeah. This is like always save Tatooine or you know, Tatooine. Yeah. Kroger Tatooine. Yeah.
0: So,
1: yeah, uh, Trask was uh, orbiting Cole Ibin.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, it was covered with... Uh yeah with Quaran and mon Cal, which is like yeah right, one, one would think but you know it's like oh cool he's on mon Calamari. that's cool right on mon Calamari. Uh, yeah he wasn't yeah, yeah mon Calamari. uh like i said I, we need to probably wrap this up um right i have no more thoughts and also my I, I don't think i have thoughts i don't think i will ever have thoughts again this late at night right. um <laughs>
1: So I, one thing at my my final thought on this throughout the season, the whole thing was where I go, he goes, mm-hmm. but the whole part of it was to get to the end where, where he goes. I can, right. You know, it's the ultimate dad thing is, you know, it's time for you to go to college now, kid. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, and that, you know, the whole bit about him <clears throat> taking off the helmet, you know, is mm-hmm. basically so he like cared. he, he loved the kid more than he
0: cared about. The right. The end exactly. of the day. And he cared about the way the way. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because the, to be to you him know, for him uh, for him to be true to the way meant he had to discard some of the I think less important.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing too, is that you know the implicit thing there is that for him the way became looking after the kid
0: that is a-
1: exactly so yeah it was a good season i'm looking forward to yep. season 3
0: this really yeah, is actually the last episode of the year uh we'll pick up pick it up again probably in mid to late january we do tend to like to take a little bit of a break uh during the during the winter months uh but um we will see you again soonish or well not see you because this isn't video for that matter, we don't have cameras in everyone's house, except yours, Jim.
1: <laughs> I have a, all right. If we
0: have a hot, if we have a high, uh, if we, if we have a, a fan whose name is Jim or James who is high off his ass right now, I just blew his mind. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Whoa, man.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we'll be, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back in, in mid to late January, um, once again, we hope that that uh, that all of your that whatever you are doing for the remainder of this uh, of this uh, winter holiday season, it is happy and safe and healthy. And um, this has been Neil, the one true Ben and Mike. And we will see you next time on Geek Fanthology. in 2021. Mm-hmm. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions it is brought to you by a letter and a number. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If there was interstitial music in this episode, it'll be listed in the doobly-doo. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow us, etc., etc. Anything that you can do to help boost the signal and work the algorithm to make us more discoverable is appreciated. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com workingtheory A final thought. This outro is recorded in advance, and you may never hear it. It kind of depends on whether Neil has time to record a regular outro for an episode or if something gets in the way.